program created by the Rio Grande Oil Company. Los Angeles Police calling all cars. Attention all cars. Broadcast 161. Be on the lookout for the following described man wanted in connection with a killing at 817 East 3rd Street. Described as about 60 years. Wears mustache and Van Dyke. Has black hair, squint eyes. Weight 160 pounds. Dark complexion. Was last seen near 817 East 3rd Street. This man is armed and dangerous. That's all. Rolls and quits. Another man in pursuit. 
joining the case, he overhauls the second man, recognizes him as the watchman from a nearby building, leaves him behind. For three blocks, the mad race continues. Then, at the corner of 3rd and Alameda Streets, Officer Oliver Dinsmore spots the fugitive, joins the strange pursuit. Two blocks later, the two officers apprehend the breathless suspect and bring him to a halt. All right. Take it easy. Take it easy. I'll give it back. You're right there. You give it back. And that's not all. It's only one bottle of milk. That's all I got. I don't care whether it's one bottle of milk or the Bank of Italy. You stole it, didn't you? Yes. I only wanted to borrow it. Sure, I know how it is. How far did you taste this guy before I saw you, Harry? About, about three blocks, I think. Far enough, anyway. You see him take this milk? No. No, that old watchman down by the warehouse potted. I heard him yelling, and I joined in the pond. I see. Oh, come on, let's take a walk down to the station. I think the best sergeant can handle this. You're going to arrest me for despoiling one bottle of milk? I told you I'd give it back. Sure, they all want to give it back after it's too late. Come on, get moving. So the milk-stealing individual, accompanied by Officer Dinsmore and Fire Officer Rude, starts a more leisurely trek, this time in the direction of the police station. For two blocks, the three walk in silence. Then... Hey, I got something I want to ask you. Go ahead. You won't get sore? I don't know. Suppose you ask me and find out. Well, uh, uh, I live up here in this block. Uh, I got a room in a hotel. So? I wanted to... No, can I stop for a minute and get something? You won't need anything where you're going. The city supplies everything. But, but I want some money. Money? Yeah. You've got money. What's the idea of stealing that milk? I don't know. I, I, I just did it. That's all. I didn't mean anything wrong. Well, I don't think your ideas are good. Leave your money where it is and you'll have it when you come out. But you see, if I go to jail, I won't get the job I was going to get. I start tomorrow. It means a lot to me to get that job. I don't know. It doesn't sound right to me. I think you're trying to give me a stall. No, Honest. I got to have that job. And if you let me get my money, I can bail out. Come on, give a guy a chance, tell you. What do you think, Harry? Sounds like he might mean it. I do mean it. Come on, ain't much to do for a guy. All right, I'll take a gamble. But I'm telling you right here now, if you try any funny business when we get up there, it's going to be tough on you. Because I won't play. It won't be any funny business. All I want is to get that dough. All right. Show me the hotel and we'll go up. So, believing the story, Officer Dinsmore follows his prisoner into a small rooming house. Up a flight of narrow, unlit stairs to a room marked eight. Then, while he and Rude stand at the door, their man walks to a dresser across the room, opens a drawer, fumbles a moment with something inside. Suddenly, he whirls, faces the two men. A snub-nosed, muzzled automatic clutched in his right hand as Dinsmore and Rude start falling. Get out of here, I'll let you have it, too. Are you dirty? Get a doctor and go up to room 8 fast. I'm going after that guy. What's it all about? What's going on anyway? Get a doctor and stop asking questions. There's a man up in 8 with a bullet through it. But when Rude reaches the street, there is no sign of a vicious gunman. And after a quick search, he returns to room 8. Tries to stem the flow of blood from Officer Dinsmore's wound until the doctor arrives. Take it easy, Oliver. It's going to be all right. The doctor 
Doc will be here in a minute. Thanks. All right. It burns, boys. Hey, I, I called the police. I guess that's about all I can do, but I seen him. I seen him running down the stairs. You know who he is? Yes, his name's Edwards. That's about all I know about him. Did you tell the police that? Oh, was they, they, they didn't ask me. Anyway, I was too excited. I, I couldn't even think yeah, right. Yeah, that's fine. Now, listen, you'd better go down and stand by for the police. When they get here, bring them up on the run. Yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. stay here with Dinsmore. Uh, all right, I'll do that. Harry. Yeah. Can you imagine a, a guy doing that? Over a bottle of milk. Don't talk, Alvin. Just take it easy until the doc gets here. The doc can't do any good. I know. You're crazy, fella. Everything's going to be slick. All you got to do is relax. Yeah. Relax. The slug burning a hole inside of you. Just relax. Dinsmore's words through through when a few seconds after the police ambulance arrives, he dies. Immediately, Detective H.H. H. Klein, head of the Los Angeles Homicide Investigation Squad, throws every available man on the force into special duty, then questions the witnesses for the shooting. You saw the actual shooting? Yes, sir. I was with Dinsmore when we made the arrest. Then you could identify the man if you saw him again? Absolutely. Again. Now, where's that other fellow, the one who called in? Oh, uh, that's me, Captain. Uh, I seen the fellow running down the stairs, and I, I tried to stop him, but somehow he just got by mm-hmm. me. And... How'd you try to stop him? Well, I I, I yelled at him, and uh, I was going to grab mm-hmm. at him, and... But you changed your mind, huh? Right? Well, you see, he, he was waving a gun, and he looks uh, kind of crazy. Oh, that... sure, sure, I see. <laughs> Never mind about the details of what you thought. Did you get a good look at him? Oh, oh, yes, sure. He was right in front of me. You know, it's a wonder he didn't shoot me, too. I tell you, it was a mighty bad situation for a fellow to be here. you recognize him as anyone you knew? Oh, he lived here. I, I told this other fellow here that his name was Edward. Oh, that's right. you know anything more about him? What he does, if he works? Anything that might help us to find him? Well, no, sir. I'm sorry. That's, uh, I guess that's about all I know. Oh, say, maybe Mr. Uh, Devron could help hmm? you. Who's he? Well, he, he's the fellow that rents these rooms here. The proprietor, you might say. Oh, you know, what does he know about her? Uh, well, I don't know if he knows anything about this, but, well, he, he might know more about that Edward. No, all right. Suppose you go and find him, huh? Tell him I want to talk to him. I'll be in the room. Uh, yeah, yes, I, I'll, I'll do that, right? Come on, boys. Let's look that room over. Might get a lead. Accordingly, Detective Klein and his men proceed to the death room. Begin a minute search of the killer's belongings. And in an old, battered trunk in the closet, they find a surprise. Hey, will you get a load of this? Hmm? What's that? This bird must have been planning a revolution or something. Look in here. Mm. Looks like dynamite. It is dynamite. There's caps and fuses here to go with it. All right, Jim. Come on, gather it up and we'll take it in with it. All right. Well, I've got through everything but this desk here. dynamite, but jewelry. Hey, this guy's no amateur, whoever he is. Hey, hmm? uh, pardon me, but if you want to talk to Mr. Devlin, he's here now. Oh, oh it's you again. Huh? All right, come on in. Hey, yes, sir. Uh, this here is Mr. Devlin, the one I was telling you about. Oh, yes, yes, I remember. How long have you had this man living here, Mr. Devlin? Well, quite some time. 
A month or even more, maybe. Mm-hmm. What do you know about him? He didn't associate much with me. I, I think he was working at some tree planting place. Do you uh, remember the name of it? Well, I think it was the Wheeler Tree Planting Company. Only, uh, I'm not sure whether it was tree planting or wrecking. One or the other. <laughs> of course, there's not much difference. Uh, mm-hmm. What's that, sir? Uh, uh, never mind. It was merely a remark. Oh, say, Jim. Yes, sir? Uh, get on the phone and see if you can locate a Wheeler Tree Planting Company in the city. And if you don't find that, try and uh, wrecking company. Let me know as soon as you can. Yes, sir. I'll get right on. Now, if you could give me a description of this Edwards. Uh, I have a general one already, but maybe you could make it clearer. Did he have any scars, any outstanding things such as a limp? Anything would help us in recognizing him? Yeah, I don't think so, sir. Uh, I saw very little of him, like I told you. Mm, all right, thank you. Well, just our best bet is to run down this wheeler outfit. You're uh, sure the name is Wheeler? Well, why, uh, yes, sir. Why? Mm, just wondered, that's all. Thought maybe you might be confused about the name as well as the business. <laughs> you uh, see what I mean? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes, sir. A search of the telephone book reveals a Wheeler wrecking company at an address on Monita Street. But upon inquiry there, Klein discovers that it's closed for the day. From the watchman, he learns the phone number of the owner's home, and with this in hand, loses no time calling. Hello? Is this uh, Mr. Wheeler? Yes. This is Klein of the Los Angeles Police. Yes. I understand you have a man by the name of Edwards working for you, is that right? Edwards? Yes, I have a friend, Edwards, who does some work for me. Uh, when did you last see him, Mr. Wheeler? About 20 minutes ago, maybe less. He was there 20 minutes ago? Yes. What's all this about, anyway? Well, I haven't time to explain now, Mr. Wheeler. Just stay where you are until I get out there, will you? Yes, uh, of course, if you say so, but... Uh, what's the address out there? Well, 2720 Hoover. Uh, 2720 Hoover. Uh, good. I'll be out there in five minutes. And please, Mr. Wheeler, this is a matter of great importance. If Edwards comes back, stall him. Make some excuse, but don't tell him of this call, you understand? Yes, sir, I guess I do. Uh, good. Now, don't let anything slip. <laughs> Was he bunged up? Uh, yes, he was. 
He had several small cuts and bruises on his face. Mm, go ahead, Mr. Wheeler. Well, he, he said he'd been in a fight and, and that he, he needed some money for a doctor. Did you give him any? Yes, I, I owed him $15 in wages and, and I, I gave him that. Cash or check? Yeah, cash. Mm, well, that's too bad. Well, how, what'd he do then? Well, he said he was going to a doctor's and that he'd be, be back tomorrow. Well, I, I guess he won't be back now. Uh, no, not voluntarily. And, Mr. Wheeler, will you tell me what he was wearing and give me as complete a description as you can? Of course. Now, let me see. As I, as I remember, he had on a, a blue shirt and it was open at the neck and he had a, a dark suit. I, you know, I think the coat sleeve was torn. Yes, it was. Uh, the right one. Mm, well, that's good for identification. Yeah, now let me see. He, he was a dark-complexioned man, and he wore a mustache and a Van Dyke, and his eyes were sort of squinty, and he looked up. I'll tell the police calling all cars, attention all cars, all points, bulletin. Number 66473. Wanted for murder. One Fred Edwards, weight 160 pounds, a foreigner, swarthy complexion, walks with a stoop, has black hair, black mustache, Van Dyke beard, wearing a dark suit, blue shirt, high top black shoes, medium build, this man is armed and desperate, all points take notice, Los Angeles Police, Captain Robert. In the office of the Radical Squad, Detectives Evans and Lane scan this new bulletin. Hasten to Captain Robard's office. You want him to see me, man? Yes, sir. I think I know this fellow described in this bulletin. Edwards? Yes, sir. This description fits a man we've been watching in connection with some bombings around town here. The only difference is the name. What name have you got? A Wolfgang, Isaac Wolfgang. We've had him under surveillance for some time. Lane here and I think he was connected with that Southern Pacific track dynamiting. Hmm, that fits all right. Klein and the boys found several sticks of dynamite and everything to go with it in his room. That's the fellow, all right. I'll tell you what you do. Get out and see if you can get a trace on him. Lay aside anything else you're working on now and get on it. I'll get another bulletin out with this Wolfgang alias right away. Right, come on, Lane, let's go. So efficient wheels of the law's machinery turn faster. Draw the net tighter and tighter about Fugitive Fred Edwards, alias Isaac Wolfgang. Every patrolman in the city scans passers-by. On the alert for a man answering the description provided on bulletin 66473, wanted for murder. Wanted for murder. Fred Edwards, alias Isaac Wolfgang. Description is In every hotel and rooming house in Los Angeles, plain-clothes men look through registers. You know a man answering this description? Yeah, let me look. No, I think not. Let's have a look at your register. Yeah, have to tell. Let me see. Edison, Effie. There ain't no Edwards, Dan. No Wolfgang, yeah, either. Yeah, yeah, I know. Only I'm looking at every name in this book just the same. I'll see. Ellington, Henry. At bus station, train terminal. Wait a minute, buddy. What's your matter? What's your name? What's it to you? Now, listen, I don't want to play any games. What's your name? Oh, you're a cop, huh? Well, the name is Smith, believe it or not. You got identification on you? Sure. I've worked in this bus station for 15 years. Okay, we'll go over and see if they know you. If they do, it's okay with me. Come on, let's go. Hour after hour at every...
every place in the city where the fugitive might be, detectives question people and find no trace of the wanted killer. In the plaza, meeting place for vagrants and transients, detectives Evans and Lane mingle with the crowd, hope against hope for a glimpse of him. Okay. Wait a minute. What's the matter? 
Start walking. Get it on the ground. All right. Watch out. Walk around the corner of this barn with me, and I'll tell you. Come on. Tell me what this is all about. I think I saw a pair of man's legs standing on the other side of the freight train with a bed. I didn't want to stop until we were out of sight. You think it might be? I don't know. We're going to find out. No, I'm going to walk back that way, and I'm going to have my gun in my hand under my coat. We'll walk around the other way and see if we can get behind them. Maybe that way we can take them without having any shooting straight. Okay, let's go. There you go, Stephen. Grab it! I see him.
Also, fascinating stories of screen stars, radio stars, police stories, and special features. And now, in the spirit of this joyful climax to a good year just closing, the Rio Grande Oil Company extends the season's greeting and wishes you all happiness and prosperity in the better year just ahead. broadcast 161 regarding a murder. Suspect in this case is now in custody. That's all. Rose and Chris. This is your narrator, Frederick Lindsley, bidding you good night for the Rio Grande Oil Company.